Glad you could join us. Welcome to the Young Culture Podcast, a space where young adults from all backgrounds and experiences share their ideas and opinions. Hope you enjoy this episode and get inspired to show others what you're passionate about. Hey guys, so we're back with another episode and I'm excited for this one. I feel like we're going to get some good vibes and some good enlightenment. So I wanted to welcome Suman. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing, my darling? Good, good. I'm excited to dive in today's topic. I think it uh, it's a good time to talk about some spirituality right now. So before we go ahead and get into it, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, for sure. So my name is Suman Kandola, and I am the founder of XO and Hustle. Our premier product is the Mindfulness Deck, a 53-card deck designed to help you practice real self-care daily. And my goal is definitely for women who are in your audience to really learn about themselves and create relationships with themselves. Um, Outside of Exo and Hustle, I'm a producer and a project lead at Self Hired. And then I also work over at Dank Mart. So if you guys ever want snacks, that's the place to go. (laughs) I love it. I actually just went um, for the first time a few weeks ago. And I was like, I want that. No, I want that. No, I want that. I want that. I just like, I have a really big sweet tooth. So I just, there's just like everything I needed on one store. Honestly, all the dankest snacks, like no snack cap, like all the best stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And also like, I love your brand. Every time I go on your Instagram page, it's just like, it's just so like bright and appealing and just like boosts your energy. And I love the content. Yeah. I love your content. I, I feel like you kind of, you go into it with intention. I know, I feel like, you know, your audience that you're working with and that message that you want to put out there. So it's a very well thought out brand, I must say. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, honey. That means the world to me. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, with our brand, we're incredibly, with Exo and Hustle, we're incredibly intentional with even the colors and everything that we use because I want the social presence to be an experience for you. I want it to be something that realigns you to your good energy, but is never too fluffy or too um, embedded in its light that it doesn't allow space for your shadow or for the hard things that you're going through, but essentially creates a space where then you can go there, get in, gain some inspiration um, and translate that back into your regular life. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I feel like right now spirituality is it's like it's cool because in in some ways it's so accessible and there's so much out there Mm -hmm. but then I also agree with what you're saying too is there's a lot of fluff pieces and kind of just only you only get to see one side of it which you said that fluff piece of just like it's all good like everything's everything's good in the world everything's meant to happen but not always so much that space for like you said, like the inner child work, the shadow work, that stuff that we also need to recognize as well to really understand the wholeness of who we are. So even speaking on that, like I wanted to know, um, what does spirituality mean to you and what's your spiritual journey been like? Yeah, you know what? Okay. Hmm. Okay. Why don't we start with the journey and then we'll go into what spirituality has become to mean to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love how you said all that because spirituality is it's so many different things. And I believe it's truly a faith, a system of faith. It's something mm-hmm. that gives you hope, but is also an inner compass for understanding your own energy body and who you are, what you need. Um, 
And that can be mistaken for a lot of things, right? Like astrology, for instance, is such a beautiful study. Um, but my personal spirituality doesn't necessarily lean so much into astrology, right? And that's not necessarily what um, Exo and Hustle does either. So I would say my spiritual journey began... Um, I'd say it began in like 2012 when I was going through so much. I was going through my own dark night of the soul. And for anyone who doesn't know what a dark night of the soul is, it's essentially like when we go through periods where we feel like, oh my God, am I ever going to get out of this? And you feel so hopeless. Um, But right past that, there's so much light and there's so much joy. You just have to get yourself there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And so it really started when I was like, okay, I don't want to feel like shit anymore. And I need to believe in in things and believe in life. And I need to believe in what I bring to the table and my personal power. Um, and so as I started taking care of myself, it became this inner compass to myself that I wouldn't trade for the world now. You know what I mean? Like my spiritual journey has been a lot of understanding who I am, what I'm not, um, my, my stressors, my, traumas, my healing journey, and honestly honoring all that I am and all that I am not. Yes, I'm laughing over here. I love it. What a, what a great feeling to like, come full circle and just like step into who you are. I feel like, yeah, I'm still working through it. But like, every time there's that, like, you're a little bit closer, and you're more like that awakening piece, and you learn something more about yourself, and you're like, wait, I am that bitch. <laughs> like, I, I that can bitch. do that. Exactly. Right? Like, I can do that. Like, that yes. is so. I love that so much. And I, there's a few things I want to talk about with what you just said. The first thing that I want to talk about is I'm sure, as a woman of color, that was its own learning experience through this, like journey of spiritual awakening so what was that like for you was there some big themes that was hard to like work through or were you like whoa I didn't realize I was doing that and that kind of like held me back totally you know the wellness industries um are so fascinating to me because they're so rooted in eastern traditions Mm -hmm. um however they've been adopted by Western societies. Um, And I'm not going to be a hater for that because at the end of the day, I live in in the Western world. But um, as a woman of color, for instance, the things that I found difficult is like, I find a lot of sovereigns through um, journaling, through decks, through um, spiritual teachers, right? But Mm -hmm. I found it challenging to be, be taught by people who didn't look like me. And I think that like, Any of us can say, I mean, I don't know, you're a little baby, but like a lot of us can say like, you know, Oprah, for instance, has been a huge pillar in Mm -hmm. my life, in my journey, in my learning process, right? And I look at that and it's because you look at somebody who looks like you and you feel like, oh, like they must understand what I'm going through to some degree, right? Mm -hmm. And in my, in my journey, I found it really challenging to look at artwork um, and never see myself. I never saw a brown girl just fucking owning it. You know what I mean? And loving money and like being like enjoying her abundance. We hustle so hard, but it's like, yo, we are taught that like we are the housekeeper, not like the breadwinner. And I was like, no, like I know like 10 women who are 
the breadwinner and I want them to be represented in this space. I want us to be comfortable talking about money. I want us to be comfortable knowing we are magic. You know what I mean? Our personal magician is within us. Um, and so when I noticed that there was the gap in that, I was like, well, I, I need to create that. I need to create images in a space where we are, I don't want to say left out, but to some degree left out and create mm-hmm. images that like you can go and look at or somebody's little sister can go and look at and be like, yo, that looks like me. I can do that. Right. Like I didn't feel seen until I saw Mindy Kaling. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. And I'm just like, yo, how old was I at that point? I was 23 at least when I saw Mindy Kaling. So it's like your entire life, you're aspiring to something that is like, you'll never be. And that's okay. So it's Mm -hmm. really important to put things like this into your own personal religion and your own personal spirituality so that you have something that you can lean on and be like, yo, um, I can do it too. I love that. Yeah, I was actually, I went for a breathwork session a few weekends ago. And like you said, like, no disrespect to anyone who's trying to do the good work, right? But it felt I felt left out because it was a whole room of white people. Like I was the only colored person there. And then it got me like really reflecting. And I was thinking about it too. Like anytime I've ever tried to access any kind of spiritual teachings or any spiritual resources, it's always been from a white person in their perspective, Mm -hmm. which I found so interesting because yeah, like I practice Hinduism, a very spiritual practice, yet I'm kind of going outside to get that instead of like going in within. So that was a very, very, very interesting like realization that I had. So I think it's, yeah, it's really great that you do have that because it Can does. It's on you for a second. I'm so sorry. Yeah. To off. Of course. What do you think you would have received if you were in that room and you were being taught by a woman and you had other people of color there? What do you think you would have gotten that you didn't receive? I felt like in that moment, I automatically felt like them and me. There was no like collectiveness, at least from my perspective. And I just kind of was like that something clicked in. And I obviously with the times that we're in right now coming, becoming more conscious of this, kind of like that feeling that I've always gotten growing up, like I lived in a predominantly white neighborhood that you always kind of separated yourself from like the other, like it was just always known like you're different. And I think in that it's weird because in that space where you want to feel like comfortable and that you belong, like you've already kind of put that in your head that you're different from everyone else. Yeah. It creates otherness. Right. And like that otherness is just like, if you're already walking into that space and you feel othered, how are you going to be able to remove that lens to then get deeper within yourself? Because you don't even feel safe in your environment, right? And that's why I was just like, no, like I need, I want people to feel the whole point of the mindfulness deck is for you to know how to be your own best friend, for you to know how to ground yourself in yourself so that Mm -hmm. whenever that otherness does arise, you can lean on yourself to find that completion because that completion cannot come from anything else. Right. And to create more spaces and more tools and resources um, that are made for us by us will Mm -hmm. understand us. Right. Yes. I, I absolutely love that. So tell us a little bit more about this mindfulness deck. Cause I know a lot of us, like we go through our spiritual journeys 
we become more enlightened, become more into ourselves and really embody, but to take it to that next step and kind of share that gift with other people and to produce this, I find it so cool. So like, tell us a little bit about the steps and like how you brought it to life. Yeah, totally. So like, you know, I had mentioned that like I, the journey for me started around 2012, but it was early in, um, early in the pandemic where I felt like I was slipping down like a little bit of a bad slope and going down that slope. I was like, yo, I have this love for this quote where it's like, if you know better, do better. Right. And at this moment I was like, yo, you know better. And so I wrote down a list of all these different ways that I can take care of myself. Mm -hmm. I'm an avid meditator. Anybody who doesn't meditate, I like honestly genuinely advise you to like go and try and figure out how meditation is going to work for you even if that's active meditation walking and like just listening to your thoughts um but when I wrote that all down I started meditating on it and I just started seeing these insane images and so I just started sketching them and I was like you know what like I can make this and I hired um my designer and we work together and it's just like we created so much synergy and so much love um that it was produced within eight weeks but yeah like it was produced within eight weeks and then um it went into production and it hit the shelves in july august or, or late july early august and it's been doing really well since then and like the best feedback that i get is that people have one, that they love seeing the women of color in there. And then two, that they use it every single day and that they're yeah. using that as their daily touch point with themselves because we're also so busy. We're all such hustlers, right? It's made for the modern woman who's like, yo, I want I want it all, right? So if you want it all, then you also got to make sure you have a really good, strong relationship with yourself. Yes, yes. I know. I I love a good deck. In the morning, you're just like, oh, what do I need today? Shuffle, yeah. shuffle, shuffle. <laughs> pops shuffle, out. Shuffle. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you got the yeah. good stuff. And yeah, you make us such a good point. Like we, especially our generation, we're just doing a million and one things. Like we're creating, we're hustling. We're really trying to, you know, bring our vision to life. And it it is important to still have that relationship with ourselves and come back to ourselves, which I think it it gets so tricky, especially we're in this like hustler generation. And I, I I see more of it coming out, which I really appreciate is like kind of stepping away from that grind, grind, grind and kind of honoring yourself movement right now. So I'm just curious, like, how do you feel about that? Like, do you think that it's important to kind of have that balance or like, what's your take on it? I think that um, my take on that is going to be challenging for some people to hear. Um, I truly believe that it's okay. If you're building a business, it's okay. If your life is a little off balance, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like you're at the grunt of it. You're at the beginning of it. You're going to have to put a lot more into it. And if you expect yourself to be, you can't fire every gun at the same time. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's just, and that's just reality. That's an allocation of resources. That's an allocation and your time, energy, mental space. Those are all your resources. Right. But Mm -hmm. that doesn't have to come at the cost of taking care of yourself. Taking care of yourself is a proactive choice in order to actually be able to contribute to the things that you're creating. So this idea of like toxic hustle culture is also your relationship with what hustle means to you and what mm-hmm. that means to yourself. Like I I don't compromise on my self-care routine. 
if I'm going to have an earlier day, I get up even earlier to take care of myself. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, if you're not your first priority, then that's a, that's a conversation you have to have with yourself. And by no means do I think at this moment, I have a balanced life. I know that 120% of my time goes into the things that I'm creating and building. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that the first thing that I'm creating and building isn't myself. Right. Right. So it's just like, what does that look like? You know what I mean? Maybe I can't spend as much time with my loved ones or with my friends, but it's just like, maybe that looks like, hey, like the way that I'm going to spend time with myself is journaling, working out, eating really well. And those are the three things that I'm doing to make sure I'm A1 so that the other things that I'm building are building itself as well. I think where hustle culture starts to negatively impact people is when either they have too much on their plate or they don't have their levels of priority with that or taking care of themselves is a reactive approach, not a proactive approach. Mm, Oh, I love that analogy. That's so true because I think you're right. Like I think um, a lot of people in this generation like hustling and working hard. I don't doubt that like a lot of people have that because we're seeing things being produced. We're seeing things come to light where I see maybe that we can work as a collective is like you said, when you're taking care of yourself and you're prioritizing yourself. Cause like even me, like recently reflecting, if I'm busy throughout the day, how much am I doing to kind of build myself and lift myself versus how much am I running myself through the mud to kind of do things outside of myself. I when I reflected in that way, like I realized I was like, whoa, there's a big discrepancy between what I'm trying to accomplish that doesn't serve me versus what I'm actually doing for myself. That was actually a hard pill to swallow, to oh, be yeah. honest. Because then you have to look at your priorities, right? And you have to also look at like, well, am I hustling towards things that I want? Like, are those intentions my intentions? Or are they these perceived expectations that I have of myself that I want to fulfill for somebody else? Yeah, exactly. Like, last week, there was like this seminar that I wanted to go to for myself. Mm -hmm. But then I also wanted to work late to complete my tasks. And I was like, Oh, I'm not going to go to this seminar because like, I need to get these tasks done. Those tasks were never gonna benefit me. And like, I would have forgotten about them a month from now. But I knew whatever I was going to learn from that seminar, it would probably inspire me. I fought with myself all day. I was like, okay, like, should you do it? Should you not do it? Okay, but you're going to miss an hour of getting work done that you don't have to worry about later. But then it could be really good. Like I fought with myself all day. Conclusion was I did it. I went to the seminar. Like I cut my work day shorter and attended the seminar. I was really glad that I did because it really did inspire me. But it's so interesting how we kind of have to negotiate with ourselves. To so kind how of did you come it. to the conclusion? I like literally like I thought about it and I was like, okay, a month from now, am I going to give a shit that I didn't spend that extra hour on my laptop doing work? Or am I going to remember that stuff that the seminar taught me or like, what if like I get something out of it that really just inspires me and really lifts me up, especially during this time, right? Like mm-hmm. you want to really do stuff to lift you up because we're already doing a lot of stuff that, you know, is kind of like bringing us down without even realizing it. So yeah, that was a weird, it was weird that day. Like I was really fighting with myself. Yeah. And then at the end, when I finally made a decision, like I felt so good. So it makes me wonder, like if you keep doing more and more of that, like how much better you'd feel. 
Totally. Like I'm like a true believer that you should lean into what gives you energy and lean out of what doesn't. And regardless of what you lean into, if it does give you energy, you're going to have parts of it that you don't really want to do. Right. Mm -hmm. But you could also allocate a different level of time to go and do that, like one hour of busy work that you had to. You can wake up one hour earlier. You can shave that off of, like, I don't know, like whatever your downtime is. Right. Because then if you shave it off of your downtime, you're also saving yourself mental distress. Right. So it's kind of like figuring out how do you want to balance all those things? And it's just like having the tools to actually make those decisions. And so it's just like right there, you just like, your tool there was you asked yourself in 30 days, what am I going to value more? And you Mm -hmm. went back within and you're like, yo, I'm going to value going here more than I'm going to value getting this done because getting this done is going to happen regardless. Yeah. Yeah, You got it. You totally got it. And like, even just like speaking on this, like I wanted to know too, your experiences, something that I'm trying to really like hone in right now is like trusting my intuition. Mm. And I feel like it's so interesting. Like, like I said, fighting all day, even though I, I already kind of knew what I wanted to do. I'm <laughs> just like fighting all day with it. So what's the journey been like for you and kind of like listening to your intuition? Yeah, I feel like, you know what, we all are so such intuitive beings. And then we believe that like, oh, like, what if my intuition steered me the wrong way? Or what if I'm, I'm what if I'm not, what if that feeling that I'm feeling isn't my intuition, right? So it's yeah. just like, how you said that, how you're like, yo, I knew that I wanted what I wanted to do anyways. I think it's like trusting ourselves. Building trust with yourself is allowing yourself to like follow those intuitive leads that you have. And just knowing that, yo, sometimes you are going to fall on your face, but that's okay. Like, like people would suck if they didn't have lessons. You know what I mean? That's Mm -hmm. what makes you colored. That's what makes you like a vibrant being as somebody who's like experienced different things, who has had wins, who's had fails. Right. And it's just like, um, I'm sure there's times that you followed your intuition and you were wrong, but you were super grateful of what came out of being wrong. Yep. Right. Or times where you didn't follow your intuition and you come out of it and you're just like, fuck, I wish I didn't have to go through that. Right. But even mm-hmm. that, like, I, I, then that also takes you to like what is divinely guided will always be for you. And like, I truly am a firm believer of like everything happens for a reason. Um, things happen in divine time. Uh, and like sometimes you have to open certain doors before another door will unlock for you. So my takeaway here for intuition is like, I really like encourage people to ask themselves, is this expansive or is it contractive? Right. And like, see what your body does. Like, mm-hmm. literally, like, does your body curl up and want to protect itself? Or does your body expand and your heart opens and you're fucking, oh, sorry. I didn't even know if I'm allowed to swear here. Um, okay. <laughs> are you, and you're allowed to, and you feel all this like heart opening joy. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that is a way to really tap into your body and like create and build trust with your body. Um, and then when you do that, then like, you don't make every decision with your brain right? Like your brain is just like this one small part of you and you have this whole other thing that can help you and guide you. Right. And so it's just like practicing. Um, 
practicing. And I think that like, that's another huge pillar of the mindfulness deck is the goal is for you to hold it against your heart and ask your own intuition. Like, what do I, what do I need today? What will help? What's my intention for the day? What will help me get through this situation? And when you pull the card and let's say it tells you to meditate, if it tells you to meditate and you feel aligned with that, your body is telling you like, okay, like that is what I need to do. Then that's your intuition saying like, yo, you pulled the right thing. And if you, if you're like, I don't really need that, then that's your body. You also trusting your body. That's also a good thing. That's not a default product. That is exactly what I want you guys to do, right? Is like create that relationship with yourself. And that in itself is a, is a tool on how to actually create that relationship. It's like a muscle. You gotta, you gotta um, work on it in order for it to grow and build. Yeah. Like the big, I guess, takeaway I got from what you said too. And I think a lot of people need to hear this is that you can be in control of yourself. And when you trust yourself and give yourself the chance, like that's when you're really going to see it show up for you. Yeah. Cause you're, you're you, right? Like nobody knows you better than you know yourself and nobody is with you longer than you will be with yourself. You'll all, you take you everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. really focus on that relationship with yourself, right? Because it's just like, even till death do us part, death will part us, you know? So it's just like being really mindful that like, you you got to be your number one fan. You got to be your best friend. You have to trust yourself. Yeah. Otherwise, it's awesome. what a beautiful space to be in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if people want to know more about your deck or more about your platform, where can they find you? Yeah, you guys can find the deck at xoandhustle.com and you can um, enjoy the social experience at xoandhustle on Instagram. Um, And then you can find me at I am Sumi Candola. Awesome. So what more can we expect from you in the future? Do we get some intel? I don't know, man. It's a little top secret. But there's a lot There's a lot of like fun collabs coming up. We have a collab with Self Hired where you can purchase your own abundance tea coming out. Um, oh, are div- cool. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, and then that, that will be sold at Dankmar. And then you can also um, look forward to like a really fun second product that's coming out that's going to really help you um, – create true change in your life by creating new habits that are going to allow you to fulfill the changes that and the habits that you want. That's what I'll give you. <laughs> Ooh, I love the tea, the tea on the tea. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. So before we uh, head out, I wanted to ask you a little check-in question that I like to ask everyone. Oh. So how would you define today's young culture? Ooh. Today's young culture makes me so excited because you guys have access to things that people in my generation never did have access to. Like, I think a lot of people focus on like the bad things, like in the sense like, oh, you guys have no idea what life is like without a cell phone. You know what I mean? But on the other thread, it's just like you guys have you guys have women to look up to that look like you who are killing it in the game. You have movies like um, to all the boys I, I love before or whatnot. Like you have fairy tales that have real endings, real life endings, you know? Um, and you just have so much access. You have so much access to information. You have so many tools. You have so many resources. Um, and you also are growing up in a world where mental health is really valued. 
um, and where it's becoming a, a huge pillar and like people are comfortable to talk about it. So today's young generation makes me really, really excited to see what the collective society will look like in 20 years. Yeah, I, I see it. I, I really see things getting shaken up for the better, which is exciting. Yeah, I think everyone who didn't have a voice has a voice now and I can't wait to see what you guys do with it. That. Oh yeah, that is so true. Well, thank you so much for coming in and sharing. I'm already inspired and I'm excited for the stuff that you're going to be, more stuff that you're going to be producing. I can only imagine that's going to be great. Oh, thank you so much, honey. And I also just want to like congratulate you for like putting yourself out there, creating this podcast, making waves. And I just, I love seeing young women killing it, especially young brown girls. (laughs) So very, very proud of Oh, thank you. And thanks to everyone for listening in. If you get a chance, please check out my Instagram at Young Culture Podcast, and we will talk to you soon.